0: Welcome to the Successful Podcast, back with another episode, guys. Thanks for joining us. Steph, how are you feeling about our money mindset episode?
1: I am so excited to dive into money mindset hacks with you guys. But before we kick off, I want to say happy New Year's Day, 1st of January 2024. Holy shit. First of all, how fast did last year go? Like it- Damn quick. So best year of my quick. life, though. Best year of our lives, for yeah. sure. we have been reflecting on Besides that.
0: Besides the wedding.
1: Obviously, that <laughs> was the that, year before, course. but, you know. And buying our dogs. Anyway, yeah. we're currently in Bali. We're soaking up some well-deserved chill time and absolutely zero cocktails because we're currently on 75 Hard. <laughs> We've been doing lots of workouts, lots of live chats. It has been magic. And we thought, what better way to start the new year than with a bit of BME, and that is big money energy. 2024, new year, better you and better us as well. Tim is cringing watching me say this.
0: <laughs> I have not read these notes, so this is super cringy. Oh,
1: I love it. Guys, everybody wants to tap into a bit of BME, right? So in this episode, we're going to share with you the five money mindset hacks to get rich in 2024. But before that, we're going to dive into our lesson of the week. Tim.
0: All right. Steph loves kicking me into gear for the lesson of the week, always first. So I'm hitting you guys up number one here. So I did see this this morning on Facebook and people always complain that they don't have time to grow a business, which is absolute bullshit for most part. I know that you have shit on, okay? Everyone has shit on. Everyone has stuff on. But Mm. let's hypothetically say that you work full-time, you fucking hate it, you want to get out of it, you want to start a business. When do you have time to grow a business? Well, the answer is the weekends. So, there are 52 weeks in a year, two days in a weekend. That's 104 days per year available for you to grow your business, okay? It's more about priorities. And if your priority isn't getting out of the situation you're in, that's fine too, but you do have time. So don't complain that you don't have time, okay? The complaint always shouldn't be about time. It's what you're prioritizing. And if you want to prioritize everything else other than creating the life of your dreams, that's your shit, okay? And you won't be successful. And I don't mean to be like full on real with real talk yeah, for you, damn. January 1st. <laughs> January 1st, get it together. Steph, what about your lesson?
1: I, I want to touch on that. I, I love that. And I do think... <laughs> Business can be stressful and I think that like life can be stressful right and but I think the the point that Tim and I were also discussing was that the actual work isn't that hard, right? It's the emotional stuff. The emotional stuff is what makes it hard. So the fear, the doubt, the angst, the not knowing what to do next, the overwhelm, the overthinking, the paralysis, like all of that stuff is what makes it hard. But the actual work itself, like when we make a marketing plan, it should take you like three hours a week. Like it's its actually so simple. way less. That, yeah, good. yeah, at most. It's actually so simple and yet most people just spend so long just debating about it or freaking out and being like, is this in alignment? I'm not sure if this is right for me. Like and all that emotional stuff is what makes it so hard. And so when we talk about working hard and and maybe working on weekends, a lot of you are going to be like, yeah, but I'm going to burn out. It's like, well, actually the workload probably isn't the thing that's going to cause you to burn out. But the overthinking and the emotional stuff that you bring to that work, right, is going to, of course, make you burn out. So it's really checking in with your emotions as well. And if you have a lot of emotional blocks coming up, if you feel a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of angst, then we recommend probably working on that first before diving into business.
0: Yeah. If you've got mindset stuff, you're going to have a very hard time growing a business. Okay. We've seen that time and time again. Everyone's got mindset stuff, but you need to recognize that and overcome it. Doing nothing about your mindset stuff is going to be doing nothing about your business growth.
1: Yeah, for sure. My lesson of the week is I actually got this from Andy Frisella. And as much as I kind of already knew it, it was a beautiful reminder. And I really wanted to reflect it back to you guys. Business takes time. Okay. And it's like a recipe. If you follow the ingredients. Perfectly and the cooking instructions to a tea, you're gonna get a positive outcome, right? So if you're baking a cake and you know you followed the recipe perfectly, you're gonna have a perfect cake, right? But if some of the measurements are wrong, and the measurements here might be your skills, right? If you don't have the skills, if some of the measurements are wrong, like you wouldn't, you know, measure a cup worth of flour if you didn't have a cup, yeah? So you need the skills, first of all. Or if you cook it using the wrong equipment, so maybe the the strategies are off, or you mess up the cooking time, how long you try it for, it's not going to work out. Now, you wouldn't put a cake in the oven and expect it to be done in five minutes, okay? It takes time to build a masterpiece. And I think what we see so often things going wrong is that people show up for a couple of weeks and they're like, no one's buying. I'm going to shut this business down. It doesn't work. They get in their head about it. And it's like, guys, if it was that easy, everybody would do it. And that is why I think on social media, everyone says like, oh my God, it's so easy It's it's not easy, okay? I want to be really clear. It's not easy. It gets to be easier than what you're making it because mostly humans overcomplicate, but it's not easy, all right? And it takes time. And the minimum, when you're trying a new marketing strategy, the minimum time that we recommend to try a new marketing strategy is six weeks. Six weeks of showing up and just getting the data, seeing if it works, seeing if it lands before anybody is going to probably get – you're going to have interest or buy things. It takes time. If you can't hack that, then maybe you really need to think about and rethink about your business decision to be in business or potentially getting some supplementary income to support you so that you can take the time that you need to actually grow this.
0: Another cool analogy with this one is if you want your cake to bake faster and you're currently cooking at 240, you're not going to turn it up to 480 because you're just going to get a burnt piece of shit cake, okay? And that's what happens with business. People put so much pressure on getting the business done quicker and growing the business faster that it actually ruins the business.
1: Mm, Absolutely. So, guys, let's dive into today's topic. Here's how we tap into BME—that's big money energy—every year. In this episode, we're going to share with you five of our favorite money mindset hacks to get rich in 2024. Tim, you are going to kick us off
0: today. All right. So we're going down the land of woo woo today, and <laughs> the first lesson here, guys, is you need to believe in yourself and your product. Okay. So imagine if I was trying to sell you Successful and I thought that it was shit and people couldn't get results of it. Okay. And I was getting on sales calls and I was giving that energy. People would be able to feel it. But I 100% think if you're listening to this right now and you sign up to Successful, get on calls with Steph and I, do the work, show up and all the things, you are going to build a seven-figure business. That is undeniable for me. And I have the belief and in my product and myself that I'm going to get that result for you. And that comes across in this podcast right now. You're hearing the energy that I'm speaking with and that attracts people. If you don't have that belief or you don't have that um, reassurance in what you do in your products. You're going to have a very hard time making money. Okay. Cause people want certainty and they want to invest with certainty in business. Okay. What that looks like in terms of product and specifics is we've been through this and I've done an episode on this, but you need to create a heck yes offer. Okay. A heck yes offer needs to be profitable. It needs to not give too much of your time away, but needs to bring a big ROI from your or for your clients here. So the next piece here guys is you need to have unshakable belief in your skills. Okay. That's going to look different for every single person. Maybe you need to upskill in your business or your craft. Maybe you need to get more clients as proof for yourself that you know what you're doing. Maybe you need to get more testimonials or feedback. Maybe you need to figure out that you still need more confidence and you need to go get that for your business. So. I want to tell you guys the story about personal training. So my first offer as a personal trainer, I came back from America. I was a strength coach at the University of Arizona, and I worked in a place called Zoom Fitness in Marmion, okay? I was basically an old people's gym. So what I did coming back into it, I said $1 personal training sessions, okay? And I advertised that on my personal Facebook. And what do you know? I got fully booked very quickly, okay? So I was in America. I learned the skills. I was a pro strength coach, and I was offering $1 sessions. $1 sessions,
1: first of all. So you're fully booked, but you're probably making like 20 bucks a week. Yeah, 20
0: bucks a week. So I didn't even care I just wanted to like give value cuz I was super passionate about it and then you know from $1 sessions 10 to $50 sessions pretty quickly a couple of weeks later and you know what do you know I had 20 30 40 50 clients and then that was enough to start my own gym
1: And the reason for that is because you believed
0: Yeah 100% You believed
1: you knew that if you could get them in the door And they could experience you, then they would see that you were the best PT in Perth, which was absolutely your belief system at that point in time. Mm. And so you were able to go from $1 to $50 really quickly because you did know that once you got them in the door, it was going to be a no-brainer for them to continue to stay on with you, right?
0: So I need to ask you guys a question, and that is what needs to happen for you right now to back yourself 100%, back your service, back your products, back yourself, because you need to go and create that in 2024 in your business. That is the time we're recording this. And if you don't have that going into next year, you're going to be in the same small money energy that you are right now.
1: As opposed to the B-M-E.
0: Big money energy.
1: <laughs> my point, my second point here, guys, for money mindset going into 2024 is that sales aren't salesy. Oh my God. I hear it every day. It's, I hate it. It's my, It's I think overwhelm was our word that we hated for last year. Yeah. And I think this year, our word that we're going to hate for the whole of the year is I don't want to come across as salesy. Honestly, I could not get more ick in my throat if I tried. Guys, you feel salesy because you're focusing on needing money, right? And I know this is big money energy. And I know that you're like, but I do want money. (laughs) But if you go into every sales conversation or post or, you know, offer thinking about how much you need the money and how much money you need to make, you're going into it thinking about you and not about them. Sales is a process that is about helping somebody, understanding them, figuring out if your offer is actually the right solution for their problems. And sometimes it's actually not going to be. We turn people away from successful all the time. Sometimes they do need one-to-one. Sometimes they, they, if they're a product business, certainly not the right business for them, right? So sales is about helping people. It's understanding them, figuring out if your offer is actually the right solution. I used to feel like I was scared of sales feeling salesy as well, right? And once I turned the word sales into meaning service, everything switched in my mind for me. I cannot help people Unless they purchase our stuff. We cannot help you guys. This is amazing. I'm, I'm, thank you for listening to our podcast. Thank you for watching all of our free trainings. But at some level, you're going to need personalized advice. At some level, you're going to need personalized coaching. We cannot help you with that unless you join us in Success School, right? I cannot help people unless they purchase. So by not making the offer to join SuccessSchool.io, by me not <laughs> by not offering the call to your clients, by not putting up the post to advertise the offer, to tell people that we're taking availability, to tell people that we have something running right now, I am limiting my ability to help somebody, guys. If you stop making sales about money and start focusing on just helping people and having wholesome friggin' conversations with another human being about their problems, you will turn sales into service and they will not feel salesy anymore. You have to change your relationship with the word sales in order to get ahead and have big money energy in 2024.
0: Yeah, nothing to add there. I just think, you know, people, they have this like, you know, maybe a lack mentality around making sales. Anytime someone says, I feel salesy, I always think to myself, like you've had a bad experience with a salesperson. But personally for me, if someone I wanted to work with wasn't making me an offer and wasn't trying to sell me, I would be disappointed because I probably need the thing that they're trying to sell me. It's just a, a reframe in your head. Totally. So. Making big money energy this year, one thing you need to do is know your numbers, okay? Knowing your numbers is the key to growth. So I'm gonna give you guys an example. What do you think if you open up your net bank or combank or whatever that is every single day and you looked at your business bank account, what do you think is gonna to happen to you? You're gonna be obsessed with the numbers. And then you're gonna be obsessed with every dollar that is going in or out of your account. When you become obsessed with it, you're gonna know your numbers, okay? And what you can measure, you can manage. And if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So avoiding looking at the numbers because it means something about you, is the number one way to get nowhere in 2024 with your finances, okay? So I want you to think about something here. So you've got your business success in your right hand and then you have your personal life in your left hand. When you make them both mean something about each other, that's when you're going to run into like, a bad time mentally because if your business is doing well, personally, you're doing well. If your business is doing bad, personally, you're doing bad. And this is like an ebb and flow and an up and down and a roller coaster type situation that you just don't want to be on. So you need to detach from, I've had a bad month. I'm a failure or this is never going to work or my profit sucks. I'm a bad business owner. So people that get into this type of mind frame, they have a really hard time looking at their numbers when you just need to sit back and look at it objectively. Okay, objectively, unemotionally is the key word here. I myself have been not that in the past when looking at my numbers. There was a time where my admin would send me my KPIs. It would come in my inbox and I would spam delete. I would click the delete button as fast as possible so I wouldn't even have to catch a glimpse of my KPIs because I was so scared of what they mean about me when actually it doesn't mean fuck all about me. It means something about the business and our action or lack of action. Okay, so Some KPIs I recommend you guys tracking really simply monthly. I have a full episode on tracking. Money in money out number of leads and number of sales. Okay, four KPIs every single person listening to this podcast can track. If you're a little bit more advanced, you want to be getting a few more KPIs. We have about 30 that we track in Successful every single week, and we're looking for correlations, causations. We're looking for trends. We're looking for averages. We're looking for how they meet our monthly targets that we're setting. But if you guys are under the six-figure mark or you're in that low six-figure mark, money in, money out, number of leads and number of sales, this will alone identify a ton of problems before they become big problems. okay. And when they become big problems, that's the shit where you're like, you start doubting yourself, you start doubting if this is worth it, you start doubting and then you start saying shit like, oh, maybe I should just go get a job. Okay, Going to getting a job is the worst thing you can do for your life because you're never going to live the life that you want listening to this podcast working for someone else.
1: I love it, Tim. I would also say, guys, if you Think about it. I want you to imagine it like you're working in somebody else's business, okay? If they didn't get enough lead sales or profit, you'd be like, oh, man, that sucks, but here's some suggestions on what we could do differently. Let's find a solution and we'll move forward, right? You feel so unemotional about someone else's business and that's how you need to feel about yours. Whenever we get our KPIs through, even if they're awful, even if they don't meet my standard, even if it doesn't mean anything about me. It just means that we need to fix some stuff in the business, plain and simple. And by having that detached mentality, we're able to dive into the work faster. But when you make it mean something about you, you're going to spiral. You're going to get emotional. You're going to like, going to have a lack of motivation. You're going to not want to show up. You're going to want to shut it all down. And I think the fastest way to identify when you're having an emotional reaction or when you're making a decision that's not that's emotional rather than logical is when you start making decisions based on a with the sentence "I feel like I should." Okay. It's like the data is telling me that I should. And therefore, this is how I'm now feeling, right? When you, it's like when you, like the, the KPIs, the money in, money out, number of leads, number of sales is going to tell you exactly what roadblock needs to be moved. And the, the data does not lie. Okay. So just get that data.
0: So when a client comes on a call and they start a sentence with, I feel, like, and immediately my head goes, bing, 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 mindset problem, mindset problem incoming. And I'm sensing it's coming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because like, I feel statements are emotional and they're not necessarily logical. So it's, it's, it's a really, really cool way for you to identify. Is this a mindset thing or is this an actually data driven, logical business decision? Right. The fourth big money energy money mindset hack for you guys is to address your money stories. If you've ever felt guilty for making money, Guilty for increasing your price point. Scared to do that, you have money stories. If you've ever felt like rich people are assholes or success success makes people bad or that money is gross or dirty, you have money stories. If you think that money doesn't grow on trees or feel like no one's got any money or people aren't spending right now, you have money stories. And as somebody who has grown up with all of these stories, plus so many more and Tim can testament to that, this has been the number one thing that has almost ruined all of my businesses and created massive amounts of pain for me. Okay, From the point of my first business, I just only looked at revenue and I wouldn't look at outgoings or profit because I was too scared, right? And it meant that eventually I had to make some really incredibly big and rash decisions with my business that were very, very painful for me. I could have got it back on track if I'd acknowledged the issues much earlier. But because I was had an avoidance tendency to the money, because I had a story about the money and what it would mean about me, I almost sent that business into a massive, massive financial loss. Okay. And the money stories have come up in so many ways. I can't increase my prices. I feel bad. You know, all this stuff that comes up and it stops you from making forward moving decisions. Okay. If I didn't address these stories, if I didn't change them, there's absolutely no way that I would be here today. Today, I see money as nothing but a tool. Okay. It is something that helps me get through life more comfortably and that helps me help more people and it helps us help more people. And there's something Something that like that's the way that you need to witness it is it ju- it's just nothing. Because money is really just nothing. It's just dollar bills and it's just zeros in a bank account. Like it's it's literally data on a screen. And so it actually means nothing, but we put so much meaning into it as human beings. And I really encourage you guys to get your money story straight. You first of all have to identify them. And in order to identify them, I highly recommend just go to Google. And type in money mindset quiz. Okay. There's heaps of awesome self assessments that you can do on there that give you suggestions on how you can work on this. Okay. You've got to figure out what the story is and then you've got to actionably try to change it. Okay. And I can guarantee you that your relationship with money will either expand your bank account or it will keep it running on fumes.
0: All right, guys, we have our last one here, and before I get into this, I want to preface that if this makes you cringe, you've probably got some money mindset issues, okay? This is the number one. So so when I say this, I want you to immediately check in with yourself and be like, oh, shit, what do I feel right here, okay? And the fifth one for big money energy for next year is, or this year, is make as many offers as possible. Now, really check yourself, okay? Make as many offers as possible. How does that feel for you? How does that sit for you? And by make as many offers as possible, I don't mean discounting, but I do mean having more conversation, sending more emails, posting in groups, getting to more events, and making more offers about your service. Every holiday, every event, Christmas, New Year, Black Friday, Easter, whatever it is, you should be thinking about how you can make more offers, or changing the offer, or making it sound different, because the more offers you make, the more more money you are going to make next year. If you sit there twiddling your fingers, waiting for clients to come to you, you are going to be forever a brokey, okay? And no one wants to be forever a broker. You need to make offers. And if you can't make offers and you've got money mindset stuff, go get that shit sorted because that will fester into not a successful life or business.
1: Tim, we have been here.
0: Well, yeah, we many times. we yeah, have yeah. been
1: here, guys. So if, We
0: speak from experience.
1: Yeah, this is not like us above you. This is us figured this out yeah. not that long ago and have now moved through it, right? But mm-hmm. there was a period of time where like Tim felt really uncomfortable making sales, yes. right? And then like the very next day after he worked on this with his life coach around his money mindset, the very next day he made a sale. He went out, he made some offers, he made a sale, right? And one thing that we have both learned this year is making offers does not make you cheap. It does not make you salesy. It does not make you anything. It, it, all it does is actually it makes you money, <laughs> which is the craziest part. Right. It's, crazy. Weird. it's money. so crazy and that's mm. why we're keeping it as number five in our money mindset hacks to get rich in 2024. If you want big money energy, guys, make offers. And if that makes you feel sick, then you need to do the money mindset work, guys, because your relationship with money is either going to make you rich or it's going to keep you broke. There is no in between. Let's dive into our listener questions, Tim. I will let you kick off with Nicola D. So, how do you stay on track? When you've got everything set up and ready to go, so you might be writing or recording content, maybe your hair and makeup's done, all the things, and then the kids have a meltdown. How do you not let it affect you and how do you just get on with it?
0: So this is hilarious because I don't have kids and I have never worn makeup in my life. So this is going to be completely (laughs) mansplained on this question. So I'm going to liken it to I sometimes get on group calls and we have a housekeeper and she's fucking banging the um, vacuum cleaner on the wall and my dogs are fighting and it sounds like one of them's going to die and then, you know, the neighbours start up a chainsaw and just all this shit is going on. But I just literally I stare at the camera and I put 100% focus into the camera and what I'm delivering at that Exact moment, and I just drown out the noise of what is going on. So I would just find a Quiet-ish, dark or well, not dark room, but quietish room where you cannot be interrupted. And you just need to put that shit to the side and think about your big goal here. So your big why, your big goal. And that relies on you showing up for content. That relies on you giving your best energy for the content that it needs, not thinking about the kids having the meltdown. Cause I think your kids having a meltdown is never gonna change. I think kids are always having a meltdown, probably until they're like they're She left- has
1: teenagers. Yeah, they so, have, yeah. Had,
0: so they're probably never not gonna have a meltdown. So you need to realize that this is actually your life now. And they're gonna be having a meltdown all the time. That's what I think as well is like, are things actually ever gonna change? No, they're not. So I need to make the best of the current situation. Steph, what you got on this?
1: Yeah, so where are you trying to make it too perfect? where are you trying to make it too perfect? Because like, you know, do you have to have your hair? I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of having my hair and makeup done for stuff, but also I, I have the five minute fucking face wash that I could do, the pull my hair all the way back into a messy top bun if I need to. Like, how can you just make it super quick? Where are you trying to make it so perfect that, you know, you can't get up and record? And Nicola, I know you inside out. You are probably the most disciplined person I've ever met in terms of the way that you apply yourself to your athletic endeavors. And I'm telling you right now, you just need to apply that same level of discipline to this. You have to show up even when it's not convenient you have to show up even when you're tired you have to show up even when you don't have the energy for it and i think it's not and and not needing it to be perfect right but in addition to this the content that you're recording and the stuff that you're trying to do it doesn't actually take that long if you just have the time set aside to sit down and do it so if you have the time if you can get out of the house and even hire a room for an hour on one day you'll get it done right because it will take you as long as the amount of time you give yourself Right, and that's for all human endeavors, guys. If you take, if you give yourself two hours at the gym, you'll take two hours at the gym. If you give yourself twenty minutes at the gym, you're going to get the hardest workout of your life done in twenty minutes. Right, so you will take as much time as you allow yourself. So I would recommend, you know, on the weekends, I know that you get out a lot, and do a lot of athletic activity. Dedicate an hour of that time to hiring a private room somewhere for an hour. It costs you like $35, recording your content, getting out and going and living your life and do that every single weekend. And you're going to have a system, a process for doing this in a way that's not going to get in your way. Okay.
0: All right, next question, and I would love to answer this one first before Steph steals the limelight on this, but I'm going <laughs> to ask myself this question and then answer it. So how do you move forward again when you're feeling stuck about the growth of your business, overwhelmed, and just want to reset everything? Don't know the right next step to take. So my answer for this one is you need a coach, in all honesty, like throwing in the towel, resetting, starting again, etc. cetera, it might be a dramatic move especially if the answer is very simple. Usually the answer or the next step you need to take is very simple. And and usually the second answer here is do more sales and marketing. And if you're not getting a result from sales and marketing, you need to look at your sales and marketing and understand if it is working or not. So usually there are issues that can be fixed in this um, scenario, but you need someone from outside to identify and someone that knows what they're doing. So my number one piece of advice, and I know we run a coaching program, you don't have to come to us, but get outside advice on your situation and what you need to fix rather than just feeling stuck, okay? And if you can't afford it or you're not in a position to invest in it, make it happen, okay? If that means going and taking a part-time job, working somewhere, doing some contract work for a little bit. But taking the next step in your business sometimes is buying speed from people who have been there, okay? And that's like the whole benefit of hiring a mentor or a coach is they've probably been where you want to go. Steph, what's your take?
1: I would like listen to last week's episode if you haven't already, Christine. We talked a little bit about the fact that like, you know, the people who are ahead of us, they don't get shiny object syndrome. Like it's gonna be hard. Every single business is gonna reach points like this where you just feel like it's not working, nothing's gonna work, it's you know, it's too hard, no one's ever gonna buy, it's 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 taking up too much of my time. And every single time that we have been here with a client, it's been the smallest tweaks. It is actually like you've come so far to get to this point. You've created a business, you've named it, you've created a offers, you've created marketing, you've started building a brand, you've been creating content. Like, I don't know how far in you are, Christine, but you know, for some of you, you've worked with clients for years and stopping that now, just because it got hard rather than just fixing the one tweak. And yes, right now you can't see it. This is where coaches come in to be the most valuable asset that you have. Because we could give you one tweak right now if we knew what your problem was that could change the course of your entire business. You know, I had a client that came to me, you know, a year ago and she was like crying and she was, you know, freaking out because she wasn't profitable. And, you know, we made two very small tweaks to her business and she was freaking out because she was like $20,000 in the red. Like it was bad, right? Within two months, not only has she made that back, but she was making that consistently back every single month. And it was two super minor changes to her business that she was able to implement within a couple of weeks. Two months later, she was in a different financial position. It is the time we had a client come to us just this week who said, I only have $350 in my account, Steph. I need cash flow before Christmas. He came to us a couple of weeks ago. I need cash flow before Christmas. And within a couple of days and a couple of tweaks, he'd made $7,000. You're It's a a few tweaks away from everything you've ever wanted, but it's take it takes someone from outside the business to unemotionally take a view, someone who knows what they're doing, to show you exactly what that is.
0: So guys, if you're willing to do the work and you want to grow a seven figure business, you want to get coached and you want Steph and I to show you the way, apply for successful www.successful.io. It is the best program that you can apply for that will take your business to seven figures.
1: And guys, it's like the most affordable thing on yeah, there. Like it's, honestly, it's we have kept it so cheap for you. And I know that people still balk, like people are still like, Oh, it's expensive. It's not compared to what is on the market, yeah. compared to the experience that they like other people have. Like our program is so affordable and we've kept it that way so that people like you can get access to it with ease.
0: All right, guys. So don't forget to subscribe or follow the show if you're new here. We do appreciate every single one. We are climbing the charts rapidly. And lastly, guys, share this with someone that you think could find this valuable. Leave us a five-star review. They are always muchly appreciated. We read every single one and greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Audience exclusive.